I'm Hilary Naughton. Welcome to the Uprint Podcast. It's time to remember your power and become the architect of your reality. Join me as we explore the art of intentional co-creation. We delve into the science and the magic. Hear expansive stories from entrepreneurs and creatives around the world who channeled their ideas and inspiration into real life by following their passions and staying true to their inner guidance. My intention is to empower you to act on your desires and live a life in vibrant color. Thanks for tuning in. Now we vibe. All right. Welcome back to the show. Today we have <laughs> my twin again, again, uh, for, I don't know, like your round thir- three, round four, round three or four on the show. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, Amber Merlo. Welcome back to the show. Thanks girl. Happy to be here. Okay, Love cool. It. You have a new announcement, right? I know, but I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, do, where do you want to start? I think that we should start with, okay, so you initially came, well, let's start off with a disclaimer of, if you haven't listened to an episode with Amber and I together, I mean, we're twins, so our voices sound basically the exact same. So at times, if we think it's going to get confusing, we may or may not identify ourselves like, hey, this is Bergen, this is Hilligan. But also like the more you listen, there are like slight differences in our voices. Yes, there are nuances for sure. Yeah. So maybe let's start with, you were my, you were like in the first grouping of guests that I had and at that time you were um talking about the Akashic records so maybe let's start with where you came from we don't need the whole story but just like and how you've progressed to like where you are now because you've come back on the show multiple times to be like I'm doing readings and then by the time the show airs you're not yes and then you're like I'm doing this I'm not I'm doing this I'm not so like yes I know that people can resonate with your story around like um, having a big calling and being scared to heat it. And so you've kind of been pushing through a lot of that, but For you're sure. back and now you're like actually back. Oh, Let's I'm make like a promise to my listeners. <laughs> no, I know. Thanks. Thanks guys for coming along this roller coaster with us. Has uh, it been for you, it's like your own me. personal crisis, the roller coaster. I love it. Yes. It's not really a crisis, but no, know. no. Well, it's like the crisis, like, I mean, you know, moving through this kind of stuff has been the best thing ever for me, but essentially I'll start with the Akashic records okay so the Akashic records about four or five four years ago is like a year before COVID so four and a half ish years ago I found the book how to read the Akashic records by Linda Howe and realized that it was very easy for me to channel messages from my own guides Uh, for example my grandma who passed over 20 years ago as soon as I went into the records for the first time uh, popped up And we talked like we were in the same room and we would talk for hours on end. And she had been deceased for a long time. And And the Akashic Records can explain what they are. Yeah. So the Akashic Records, they are a dimension of consciousness, like a catalog where every... Imagine like a library. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It's like a library. It's where every experience that your soul has ever had, is having, or will have is all in one place. And so the intention of accessing someone's Akashic records is that you go, but you usually what comes forth is um, for, so for me, if I go in for myself, my spirit team is there. So if that's my grandma, um, now a whole team of, of beings have made themselves known to me, which we'll talk about, which we'll talk about because it's been pretty crazy. Well, pretty cool. I like using the word crazy. I am take that out of your 100% not crazy. It's not. It's just the truth for me. Oh, yeah. Totally. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I 
was having long conversations with my guides and then realized shortly thereafter that it was easy for me to channel messages for other people in their in the Akashic records for them. And so I did readings for about a year and then COVID happened. And, you know, I think a lot of people sort of went through their own thing with COVID and I sort of shut down to doing readings and just was going through my own thing. Because you were kind of like, like, what is the truth? What is real? And you were just like, it was all too much. You know, it really was in the middle of like an awakening, which like you've like now woken up. And so, and it wasn't even, it was in a, the interesting thing is I thought I was awake, but the, the really big learn from that time of my life, looking back is that you can think you're waking up and then still having that ego of, I know the truth and I'm right. And so it really was a death of my ego in terms of actually, I, I don't know what's going on and that's okay. And I've been wrong, but what does it even mean to be right? I mean, we could go off oh, on an go existential there. Yeah. tangent here, but, you could, well, but also in, in giving space that I think what you, what you come out of it with as a, uh, an observer is that uh, always give yourself, always give your perspective space to evolve because mm-hmm. once you have new information, then there's another evolution there. And yes. so, and it's like, it means that nothing is ever really right or wrong. It just is. And your perspective is all that shifting. 100% thanks, Hill Mike drop. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's, so then uh, I came to that realization. What, what, when that was like at the beginning of your podcast. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do readings again. That was almost like, a year ago. I'm ready. Yeah. And then got into that energy and was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and what I realized was I had no boundaries. I didn't have any boundaries with spirit. I didn't have boundaries with my clients. And so I've also done side note, some past life work. And I've been a channel in hundreds of lifetimes. And in those lifetimes, I have been persecuted for, you know, like if I was, for example, one of my past lifetimes was I was the uh, like spiritual advisor to a Viking king. And so if there was so much pressure on me in that lifetime, that if I didn't give him the right answers, I would be executed. And so really, I was bringing a lot of past life stuff with me in this lifetime that I didn't really understand. But the really cool thing is, is that, um, well, so next step, I came on your podcast for the second time and said, I'm back. Like I have evolved perspective. I'm ready to do readings. <laughs> By the time the show aired, I was like, huh, no, can't, I'm not oh, doing Yeah, I was this. getting a message from friends being like, Hey, your sister's doing readings again. And I'm like, actually, no, no, that was for six days and you missed your window. And I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then what happened is, Oh, one of our friends messaged me and asked if we, this was probably what, six months later. Or like this was about how many months ago was this when Leanne know. texted you? Oh, um, I don't know, maybe six months ago. Yeah, maybe five, five or six months ago. And yeah. this was me because I had been sort of avoiding my grandma going into the records. But you I hadn't. Been, well, no, you weren't going into the records, right? No, I was like shutting it all down because my husband and I, I, I bought this small business, and I was like, this is my purpose now, and. I'm going You're basically to being avoidant AF. 100%. So avoid. I mean, you could see that as soon as I bought the, the whole business, time, you I were mean, like, like yeah. you're, do you really want to do this? And I was like, I do. You're like, this is, I manifested this. And I was like, oh my God, I know you love to clean, but like, <laughs> it was a clean, it was a, a cleaning, cleaning product. product. Yeah. But and like in a totally bad, like badass 
company like over 100 years like all the things however it is not your calling no it's like, not you my should calling. be doing this yes so, and yeah. so I went into Hillary and I turned 40 uh about eight months ago and about a, a month before that I went into the records for the first time in a very long time and my grandma was like when you turn 40 you can't avoid this responsibility anymore because it really it is it's a responsibility of your soul in this lifetime and your your gifts are going to get stronger and I was I came out of the records and I told Hillary and I was kind of like whatever and I was like this is so cool can't wait to see what happens yeah and I just even at that point I was still kind of like like this might be like you know you didn't trust it I didn't trust it well and I just kind of thought like even though so many interesting things had happened I still was like like what is this you know oh yeah well because like you had you just needed to trust and 100 yeah yeah go ahead so what happened was what happened was yes one of our mutual friends messaged and said hey are you still doing readings and she gave a little you know synopsis of what she was going through and my uh you know my my classic reaction to that is to be like no is to contract contract 100 percent uh but in and I, I think I wrote back and just said Oh no. What happened was, uh, well, the person or the spirit that I later realized, uh, it was her, either her grandma or her great grandma that had passed over and basically like popped up in my mind's eye and started talking to me and giving me messages for her granddaughter. Basically for this friend that for had this texted friend, you asking yes. you for help. Yes. And I did not tell my friend this over text. No. Instead I said, look, I don't do readings anymore, but let's meet up and I'll give you tips on manifestation. <laughs> you're like, let's have lunch and I'll give you tips on manifestation because yes. she's trying to sell her house. And yes. so, and so you're like, all right. I was like, all right. But and it was the first time that like um, a deceased loved one had popped up without you going into the records Correct. and just like, you're like Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium. <laughs> like I have a mess. I have someone here for you. You're I have like someone here, and I rubbing your lips records. together. Yes, it was just, and that had never happened to me before. So yeah. we went to lunch with this friend And then I sort of told her and I just said, look, I don't know who's here, but this is the way this is how they look. And we ended we we realized it was her grandma. And I did a a little bit of a channeled message reading for her, like all the messages that I gave our friend were from her grandma. But I just said, look, take this with a grain of salt. And uh, because this has never happened to me like this before, and I don't really understand what's going on, but I can't deny that there's a person here that wants to give you messages. And she was super cool with it, and it was fine. And then uh, her grandma ended up kind of, uh, she came back to me again later that day and asked me to give a message for her daughter, which was Leanne's mom. And uh, I did that, and then she went away, which was awesome. And then... That same day, uh, then I had a visit from my husband's grandma and she wanted to give a message to my husband because her son, my husband's dad, was having uh, surgery. And I was just like, it was like in my mind's eye, I had opened up this portal and there was like all these souls sitting in chairs waiting to get their message communicated through me. And I freaked out and I drank a lot of wine that <laughs> night and I don't really drink anymore. No, no. But I was just, just like, like, I need to like, like escape, es- escape and numb this and like get out this of it. This is scary. Remember, yeah. 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 No, I remember I called you and I said like, oh, I was like, hey, did, um, did you get my message? And you're like, no. And I was like, oh, I gave it to grandma to give to you. And then you started laughing and then you were like, this is too much. And I was like, I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. Cause was I already drinking, drunk. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Then, 
I mean, there's another long story in that, but the, the long and short of that is I was like, okay, I guess my grandma was right. I've turned 40 and now things are happening outside of the scope of the Akashic record. So let me get a mentor. And luckily, uh, uh, well, one made themselves known to me and I've been working with her for the last few months. And it's been so amazing to have someone understand what I'm going through. And because my mentor is, has been channeling since she was like 14 and now she's in her fifties, all of the the things I was bringing up around boundaries with spirit and with clients and et cetera, and feelings of imposter, like being a fraud and what are people going to think for her? She'd already like processed all of that stuff. So she gave me amazing tips on how to work through that. And so, oh, and she gave you some interesting info when you had like that waiting room of souls that, and then, then you got drunk. Mm -hmm. She said that what happens is, is that like on the spirit world, like they find out that there's someone that can deliver a message to their loved ones. So they all rush to that person to be like, Hey, because on this, on the other side, there's a lot of souls that want to give messages to their, like their loved ones that are still in Mm -hmm. physical form on earth on the, you know, in, in human form. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else to say. So. Yeah. So that's why they were all coming to you because they're like, and so she helped you create boundaries with spirit as well. 100%. Well, and grandma's like your bodyguard. She's like, like the doorman, like (laughs) the bouncer. She's like, she she doesn't let anybody come in. That's like, like she like, you know, it's like checking all their credentials essentially. She is. She acts as a gatekeeper and a liaison to any energies, you know, like angels, spirits, anything that want to come talk to me. She is the gatekeeper. So through working with my mentor, uh, we developed a new, because what I, what I realized and Hillary has a, a friend who is another channel locally here in Byron. And she, what was her name? Uh, her name is Sarah. She has an episode coming out. I don't know if this one will be before or after. Okay. I cool. interviewed her a bit ago, but she basically, we were talking about, uh, Amber being a channel and the Akashic records. And she said, you know, the Akashic records, it basically, she's like, it's like, um, going into the public library and expecting to find like the, like, like all of the, the, the mysteries answered to like our universe. And it was something along those lines. She was just like, you know, it, it's like, you're, you're not going to find that in a public library. That's what, and the Akashic records can limit information that you can receive. Yes. So you want to cast a wider net. And that really resonated with me. So one of the first things that my mentor and I did was develop a new prayer that I use to access this realm of consciousness so that information from the records come in, but also from other dimensions, other galaxies. And so since using this new prayer, the things that are coming through, I mean, I've met my whole spirit team and they range from a ninth dimensional being named Aziz to Mary the fairy to <laughs> wait, and wait. Oh, Oh, it's like, it's and Mary crazy. the fairy is like, she works with the crystal energy, right? No, that's Galinda. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, so I love it. Th- in order- Can you go through your guides and then like really? in, yeah, and like who who what set they claim in? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh okay, so I'll start with my grandma. Everyone knows about her. Then Aziz came through, and Aziz is A Z I Z or A Z I Z, depending on where you live. Uh he is a ninth well, and he comes through as masculine. He's a ninth dimensional being and really um yeah, he he's a nice dimensional being, and that's all I'll say about him for now. But he came through as my second guide. My next guide was is Raphael, and Raphael, we shared a he's previous, a little rascal. He's a little <laughs> rascal. Well, he we shared a previous lifetime where he was a gladiator, and I was a channel 
sort of sitting in the, you know, if you picture like the Colosseum, for example, like I was sitting there with the Royals and he was an actual gladiator. And so, uh, and you guys have like a romance in that lifetime. We did have a romantic, uh, relationship in that lifetime. So do you ever get flashbacks to it? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all we Raphael don't. put it down. No, no, no. he, well, is so he here now? It's all, I mean, did you put it down, Raphael? It's all, they are all here, but okay. what he says is, well, he, this is his first incarnation as a guide. So when he made himself known to me, I mean, there's so many stories of what we could go into oh, this yeah, later. I know. But I just like, I just like the idea of like one of your guides was like your, your boo in a yes, past life. I but love it's it. totally platonic now. It's like, Brad, if you're listening, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Raphael yeah. came through and then after Raphael, Galinda came through and Galinda is like a representative of the Rose Quartz Collective. And so she comes in to bring just really warm and balancing energy to me and also to uh, my clients when they do certain types of sessions with me. And then we have Mary the fairy and she marries an actual fairy. And you said she has like Tinkerbell vibes. She does. And she's here to remind us of the fantastical and uh, really like the fantasy element of of this reality and also like it should be fun it should be playful so she's there to help remind us of that and then we have who else do we have oh my gosh I don't forget anyone oh we have Maria and Tanya and they came through because my guides were telling me change your name change your name change your name because it it was my old surname was Wick and after 15 years of marriage I still hadn't changed my name to Merlo I did that a few weeks ago. The next day, uh, these twins, Maria and Tanya from the Merlot lineage, they were healers in their lifetime, persecuted as witches, and they are here to help me be seen as a channel in this lifetime. And then my final guide, at least for this decade, is Archangel Michael. And he was the last guide to make himself known with just huge majestic wings and just said that um, I mean part of his responsibility to all like to the planet essentially is to help purge the war consciousness that we are currently evolving out of which is so amazing but um, he's here as a protector but um, he just rounds out my team and it was pretty crazy well again don't want to say crazy yeah yeah yeah, it was amazing to meet my guides have the messages be so clear and totally trust because that's the that that's where I'm at now. I am just telling anybody on the street if they ask what I do, I'm a channel, I'm a channel, I'm a channel. <laughs> and but the the really cool thing is is that now that I'm completely owning this in this lifetime, uh no one thinks it's weird no one at all. It's weird. I no. mean a guy at the and I mean PS we live in Byron Bay where um people are more open probably to this kind of thing, but also you know that we have a lot of tourists here and I met um, someone in the sauna the other day and I told he asked what I did and I told him and he he just said oh well my mom and my sister are seers and it's crazy it's it's so interesting now that I'm actually owning it that that my whole story around people will think I'm weird or they'll think I'm a fraud was just my story yeah and it has nothing like no one to do with the truth no. Well, and I think that that's a good reflection point for the audience in general. Not if you're tr- if you are stepping into becoming a channel, but if you're stepping into anything new, mm-hmm. it feels scary, mm-hmm. and it feels like 
you can feel like an imposter. You can, that's a big word or, or phrase that's thrown around a fraud, lot now. But you can feel like a fraud. Oh yeah. And imposter syndrome mm-hmm. is real that you, that you, who are you to be, um, to be like an expert or to be claiming that you're an expert on anything or to be claiming this skill and, and that, that you're good at something because you're still, it's still new to you. Yes. But, um, I think that the more that you claim it and you own it and you feel it and you're like, no, this is who I am. And you don't apologize for it. Mm-hmm. The more also you magnetize people into your, into your environment that are supportive of what you're doing, you know, yes. because that just like, you know, we're all just energy vibrating at different frequencies. And so you're going to meet people who are on that frequency. So 100%. And what's also been cool is that I have sought out listening to interviews with other channels to get expanded by their experience. And I mean, you know, because I call you after every episode Mm -hmm. that I listen to that I find and I say, Oh my gosh, like there's nothing like that makes them more capable of doing this than me. And Mm -hmm. in fact, I see so much of myself in their story. And I, I think that would be like for anybody that's stepping into a new identity and really embodying whatever you want to be, find the people that are doing what you're doing. And if you can get an opportunity to listen to their story, you'll be able to see or at least in my experience, what I've been able to see is that like no one is perfect at their craft. Everybody's always learning Mm -hmm. and everybody started somewhere. So, Oh yeah. And there's not much difference between all of us. There's like, we have way more in common than we think. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So on that note then, so what is your, what is your offering to the planet at this time? (laughs) (laughs) So at the moment I'm doing, I have three offerings. So I am doing soul readings again, where can you explain each one as you like say? Yes. So with the soul reading, I use the new prayer that, um, that you're going to be using today. We're going to do do a channel message for the listeners. Cool. Um, I use that. And so essentially in that space, we have, we access the Akashic records, but we also access the vast expanse that, you know, the new prayer has opened up for the more information to come in. So it's been interesting because Hill, you've had a reading from me, with the new prayer mm-hmm. versus the versus just the Akashic records. Oh, and yeah. we talked about what the difference was. Oh yeah. It's huge. Well, you can just feel a difference vibrationally as you're in the energy of it. The information felt more expansive. It felt more just like more detailed. The Akashic records sometimes can just feel like it's so neutral because there's no right or wrong that you're like getting nowhere. And this just felt more like, I don't know. I just, you can, you can notice the difference, but, um, well, well, for me, like receiving the messages, it used to be, um, and it's still like, can you talk about how you receive the messages for people who don't know, like, like what that would be like? It's not like someone yelling in your ear. Like, what is it? Well, it, it, it depends on who I'm channeling for, but most of the time, I mean, they, they usually always show me, uh, imagery that I have to decipher. And so I sort of go back and forth with them to make sure that I've interpreted it the way that they intend. And if, if I can't, if I can't quite explain it, then I'll ask him for something different so that I can, uh, properly channel the message, but they also download blocks of thought. Sometimes I can hear them and, and it is like a dialogue going back and forth because you'll hear me when I'm channeling sort of be like, yep, 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 yep. And that's just me getting confirmation from them at like a very fast speed. But 
what I've found with the new prayer is it's like I'm drinking from a fire hose now with the information that comes through and I have to tell them like slow down a lot of times, especially when I'm doing like, uh, I haven't experienced it yet when I'm, um, reading for large groups of people. So we'll see what happens today. But in one-on-ones, it's like a fire hose of information. And I have to say like, slow down, like, let's start, like they give me so many different things to, to talk about. And I have to say, look, can we just stop? Let's focus on this one thing. So the stream of consciousness that's coming through is a lot it's just bigger. So, um, yeah, I'm just getting used to it and, and channeling the messages, but it does feel good. It, it actually feels easier as well, which is interesting. And I think that's a comp that could be a combination of me owning it more now and just trusting what's coming through. A- and behind the scenes, I'm doing a lot of like reconscious pro like subconscious reprogramming and any limiting beliefs I have about myself and we don't have to go deep into oh, no. that. Well, we can, I mean, you're like Lacey Phillips, uh, to be magnetics, number one fan, <laughs> which I love because the work works for you. It and works so, for me. Like yeah. Crazy. She has a process called like neural manifestation. And she believes that you, you create a reality based on the thoughts that are looping in your subconscious. Correct. And so, and, and most people aren't aware on the surface of what those are. And so when you get triggered, you're doing like de- these like 11 minute, meta- they're called deep imaginings, but mm-hmm. they're, um, these like 11 minute um, meditations that take you down into your subconscious and takes you to the root of that trigger so you can heal it and then you can expand past it because she believes and I believe as well. And I know we both believe that you can only grow as, as you can only grow as much as your like subconscious limiting beliefs will allow you to. So you're never going to expand past what you think you, you are capable of. Mm-hmm. So, so many, what I've realized through this process is that there are so many things lodged in my subconscious from childhood that I didn't even know I was that were there, or I thought that I had healed. And it's just so interesting that you, at least in, in this process with Lacey Phillips, you can take a trigger, like when you get triggered by something and, and now I can have the perspective is like, Oh, like, like give this, us an example. Cause not everybody um, like, you're like the trigger queen or you like, I am, <laughs> I am, I am the trigger. Well, queen. like, no. So if you get so, triggered by, so for example, Oh gosh, what? So with the channeling, for example, well, I can, do, should I talk about the triggers on my house? Yeah. Or you can talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So with hmm. uh, my husband and I are renovating our really what is our dream house at the moment here and, and your husband's a chippy by trade he's, he's a, a property carpenter developer. by trade yes. yes sorry carpenter um and you guys renovate homes all the time like he and he builds like multiple homes per year so this is like what you guys do it's not just like a one-off renovation like this is your life yes and so but it's been interesting working through so for example i got triggered one thing I have been very aware of through this process of building our house, I mean, you can probably take us out. No, no, I, I think this will be helpful. You think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, through building the house, because typically what we've always done for the last 15 years of being together is we build, at least with the home that we live in, we build and then we sell and then we up level and then we build, we sell, we up level. And we've been doing that since we've been together, but now we are at a place in our life where we do not want to sell and we are building our dream. You live like on the beach in Byron. Like, so like you like live in like, I don't know where you could build. That would be better than where you live. Well, and there isn't, but, but it's interesting because what has been, what I've been acutely aware of is that 
okay, we've manifested this new level of our, of our human experience together, but now you have to actually hold the energy. Mm-hmm. And so I was, and tri- it's big, it's big energy. It's big energy. Yeah. It's, it's compared we, to where we came from as kids. 100%. And same with Brad. Same with Brad. We've invested, we're investing a lot of resources in the build. And typically what we would do is build and then be like, okay, now we're selling and we'll take the profits. And so it's like, it's almost like there's not as much pressure because you're like, well, this isn't, I'm not going to, this isn't my forever place anyway. So I don't necessarily have to keep this to hold this. Right. Yeah. Because then you buy a place that needs work and then it's like you start over and then you make it into something really beautiful. And that's when it gets way more valuable. And it's like, and then, yeah. And then that's when it's the dream house. Yes. And so I have, I mean, Hillary and I have a lot of chats offline where I'm like, you know, now that I've manifested like my dream scenario, living in the place I want to live. Now I have, you have like, there's actually work to do around being able to hold it. It's not just enough to manifest the house and the resources to renovate and all the things, but it's like, can you actually hold that energy and like clear up your shit? Do you think you're worthy of it? Well, and that's what came up. Well, that's what's been coming up is that, um, I mean, I'll be triggered by anything. Like I think I got triggered (laughs) the other day about, somebody wanting us to pay extra for an invoice for like oh, a job it, they it, couldn't the stone. Do. Remember the, yeah, stone. the stone? Yeah. Yes. I mean, why I got triggered doesn't really matter, but yeah. essentially I was triggered because we got an invoice for something that I didn't believe we had to pay for. Right. It was, it was for works not actually done, but knowing as what I do about Lacey's work is that I was like, Oh, this trigger is actually like, I shouldn't get this triggered by it. I shouldn't get this upset about a, a $500 invoice. Right. Um, let me actually go. And I, and I did, and I, I went and did one of the, the 12 minute trigger meditations. And what I realized is that, um, my, so my like 11 year old self came forward and that was in a phase in my life where I was a big time kleptomaniac. (laughs) If anyone doesn't know what that is, it's someone who steals. Yeah. And, uh, when Hillary and I were younger, uh, like our parents didn't have the resources to get us everything we wanted. And so I stole everything we needed, but not everything we wanted. Correct. And so I stole a lot and I stole from friends and I stole from department stores. And you know, that was probably like a two year phase. I ended up getting caught and was totally scared straight. So it's fine now. (laughs) I mean, I went in front of a judge and he made you read like 30 books or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was, it was, it was a very great learning lesson. Thank God it never went on my record because I was only were. in the eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> the seventh grade. Yeah. You but, like our, our like a juvenile, um, like record. We never had one, but like we were so young that like nothing could have ever gone on it. So thank God thank it, goodness, like, it didn't yes. ever like hurt. Well, your- and now I would never, it like, it, it scared me so much that I was like, I mean, I couldn't even like, if like I wouldn't even steal a grape from the supermarket yeah, to same. taste it. I'd be like, I can we weigh this and yeah. then we'll pay for it. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. I'm the exact same. Yeah. Yes. Thank goodness. I learned that lesson. But what came forward is my 11 year old self, all the shame that I had around stealing from other people where I, where my 11 year old self came forward to me and said, we don't deserve this house. We don't deserve to live a beautiful life. Like at this level, things that are this opulent because of all the bad things we did. And it was a beautiful moment in that meditation to be able to give my 11 year old self the, um, the comfort that it needed to say like, it's okay. You know, like you were just a kid. We were just a kid. And those are the things that we wanted, but we deserve to live this life. And it was, I mean, I came out of that meditation and I was like, Whoa, like I actually laid on my couch and just stared at the ceiling. And it was like, 
my neural pathways were totally being reprogrammed. So, which is the whole point of, of Lacey Phillips work. So yes. I'll put it in the show notes or if I don't just Lacey Phillips to be magnetic. It's a monthly program. It's like amazing. It I've is amazing. Like, yeah. It, yes. It's amazing work. Like go her. She's like a total boss bee. So oh, she do is. your thing. Yes. And she, well, she channeled it like go her. Yeah. Yes. So, on the, Yes. So, uh, so I've been doing all these things like, so that explains what a trigger is. I don't know where we are at. In oh my no, story. I know where we're at. Okay. Um, we were just talking about what it takes to hold the frequency of something new. And then yes. we started talking about the work that you've been doing to step in, to fully step into and own your, your identity and who yes. you want to show up as in this lifetime right now at this moment. Yes. And we were saying how important it is to reprogram those triggers when you're trying to step into something new. Thank you. So you're very good at this job. I know. I'm like, <laughs> hi, I, that's why I'm a host. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and that takes us to kind of like our next thing. So we, um, another one of the downloads that you got, this is Hill. Another one of the downloads that you got, Burr, was that we should be, um, that like hosting is my thing mm-hmm. and that I it's should why be, you're here. it's why I'm here in this lifetime and why I felt called to do the podcast, all the things. And you're here to be the channel and what they want us to do. Your guides want us to do is team up twin transmissions. We're working on the name. Not sure if that's what, what it's going to be, but <laughs> on the podcast we'll have episodes, I guess, whenever we kind of do them, Amber will come on, do a transmission, just and you'll to, ask questions. Yeah, and I'll ask questions. So that's kind of our new, it's a format that we're going to be trying out. Yes, which we, in, in in actuality, we did that in the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been doing that like the whole time. I think I even asked you questions the first time you came on. Oh, you did? Yeah, yep. but that's like our thing. And, and, our, and, and our, our intention and hope was always that we could have something that we did together. Yes. It's all our our software company which <laughs> which didn't <laughs> well which is working out but it my is. husband's running now yeah and um all the other i don't know there hasn't have, been anything else really no not well not remember i was gonna do the podcast with you but that like oh that you backed out real quick real yeah quick, you're like quick. i'll join in with you and then like the next day you're like this is too much work and i was like yeah I yeah it was too much yeah but, but anyways here we are so that's gonna be like a new thing that we put out yeah, and we'll put it under Twin Transmissions. And, and so you know, so you can either, if you want to listen to it, you can. If not, you can skip over it. But I, I would encourage, well, let's just hear what, what they have to say today. Yeah, let's hear what they have to say. Yeah, is so, there anything oh, else we that you want to? we were talking about my offerings. <gasps> oh, that's right. Yes. Okay, cool. Okay, so essentially I'll a soul have, reading? I'll have a soul reading where um, I channel messages from my clients' guides, and that lasts an hour. And then um, the second offering is uh, essentially, uh, it's called Wake Up, but it's also an activation session. And essentially it is Aziz, the ninth dimensional being. He uh, channels ninth dimensional energy through me to purge my client's aura, body, everything of old programs, anything that's stuck to, to activate my client's purpose in this lifetime and the whole program is getting built out, but it's a, it's a 30 minute to an hour session depending on the work that Aziz has to do. But my entire team actually comes in and gives assistance as well. I'll outline all of this on the website. Um, It's, it's a reading followed by a 21 day program like integration integration that's a great word and then my third offering will be one-on-one opportunities um it'll be a container uh where i work with one client at a time and we figure out so i channel messages about who your team are who your you know your whole spirit team are and then over the course of the month we essentially build out together 
who your guides are, what you're here to do, all of the rituals built in. And so by the end of the month, you have every bit of information required to be empowered to do it for yourself moving forward. So it's, uh, it sounds so cool. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but the, the cool thing about the, the one-on-one container is I took it for granted that I knew who my team were and I could call on them for help. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I'm channeling messages for clients and their guides come forward and identify themselves, their number one message is talk to me more, utilize me more. I can't help you as much as I could unless you ask for my help. Well, and and so that's the message you're giving your client. Like, like you're telling the client, like yes. your guides want, want you to talk to them more. They want you yes. to be asking for help. And for, it's all free tip. Can you tell us like, what are, what, what yeah, like, like what's the number one thing that like that comes through besides that? How can people, how, what do I want to ask? How can people get help from their spirit team if they're if they're not gonna if they're not in a position to have a session with you mm-hmm. then like what's like the first thing they can start doing now and what would they say so what they would say I mean it can be as simple as just come into my life today for the highest good of all team angels I need your help can you please help me with this thing and there's a difference between having them come in to help in an empowered way versus help and do this all for me. It's what another message that comes through with every session. And what my guides always tell me is that they can come in and help, but ultimately there's, we have to take action. And so we can't just be like saying, help me, help me, help me from a disempowered, you know, sitting in your room by yourself, victim mentality. Yes. Victim mentality. But I mean, even then like they, they have compassion for, what it's like to be a human in this experience, but it's like, help me. What they, what they most want everyone to know is that a, everybody has a team. There's no one that is alone. No one that is alone. And it's you, all you have to do is ask out loud, please help me today. Please help, you know, give me a new perspective on this relationship. You know, if you're having issues with a family member, for example, like, please help me, like see this from another perspective and give me compassion or, you know, help, like help me with the answer with this. And so, but it's not them doing all the work. Know that it's like a co-creation with each other. Like they are your team, but you're on the team too. So if you think about it, like you're playing a game together, like, look, they can pass you the ball to make the winning shot, but like you got to take the shot. So it's all of you working in conjunction together. But that is their biggest message is that no one is alone. Everybody has a team, but talk to them more. And like the, the more you do it, the more normalized it is. And it's just like, hey, guys, like, you know, uh, you know that I'm struggling with X, Y or, or Z today and, you know, would love some clarity on that. Like, can you bring somebody in my path that can give me some new information on this thing? And it works. It totally works. Well, <clears throat> and I just started thinking about someone who's listening who maybe is like more religious and they're like, how does this fit into it? Mm -hmm. And I think it's very similar to, well, it's the same thing. It's just a different lens of prayer and praying to God and being like, can you help me with this thing? And like, you know, it's all Jesus take the wheel, but like basically it's it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, let, can I give this problem up to you? And that's another way that I call with my guides. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm like, Hillary talking. Oh yeah. Hillary talking. Mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, like, 
can, I'm gonna, can I just give this problem over to you or make the solution easy? If you guys want me to do this, if this is part of my purpose, make it easy because right now it is feeling so hard and I'm too tired for this. Yes. And you'll be so surprised at how things rearrange themselves. But my point was more around like religion and God. So whatever lens that you have, yeah. they're all, the, it, you can fit it all. It's like, it's much for muchness, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be, uh, I don't know if mutually exclusive is the right word, but there's room for every perspective and every lens. And so whether or not you want to say, look, this is just, these are just my angel team and this is like God, or this is Jesus. Like it's all in the same energetic, Mm -hmm. right? And so whatever you call it is up to you, but it's all in the same energetic of, you know, like help me part of my team, right? We all have guardian angels, all the things. So Totally. And it's tapping into that magic, reminding, this is Hillary. It's just <sighs> reminding ourselves that like there is, there's something bigger. Like there has to be something bigger. If you look at what it is to be a human and you look at, like I'm looking out my window and they're like these beautiful big green trees. And, you know, I'm like sitting, look at these candles burning. And then there's like my fridge. I'm like, this is all weird and crazy. And like, what is this experience? So like for us not to make space to believe that there is like, other forces outside of us that are helping to guide us. Like why is that sometimes a step too far? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Well, and hi disclosure, alien disclosure. So the the, the more (laughs) like the things that we all thought were weird, maybe when we were younger or like, Oh, that can't be true. Like what this whole process has taught me is that there's always room for an evolving perspective. And the more I find out, the less I freaking know. Oh God. Remember we were talking about it the day we're like, Oh, the, the Fuji's one of the Fuji's it turned out that he was like, um, like a, a spy or something. Oh, right? really? Yeah. I read that. I'm all, people are going to be like, Snopes said that wasn't oh. true, <laughs> but no, I swear I saw it in like even mainstream news and I'm like, Oh God, like one of the Fuji's. Well, you just never know. Well, no, which is the whole point. I'm like, Oh my God, the Fuji's were like a whole vibe. And like one of them was a freaking spy. Like, yeah. that's crazy. But yes. like, and now like, well, the, you can flip that to, with the other perspective that like, like, there's so m- no, but actually that's a really good example. Well, it's just an example of we don't know shit. Yeah, and like, but like, it, how great is that? Because it means there's always space for new experiences. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. really cool. Okay. All right. Yeah. Should so we go we, in. Yeah, let's go in. And my website is ambermarlow.com. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, the listeners are like, really? I know. Like, really? my listeners don't trust they me have anymore. Whiplash. They don't. They don't. <laughs> but so we'll see. My uh, website should be going live the first week of. I think it's the second week of September. Yeah. So like, but I'm going to put this out like now because why yeah, not? Why not? Yeah. yeah. So and, um, cool. And, yeah. All right. We're going to uh-huh. channel a message. Yeah. Go for it. All right. Are you in? Yes. We're here. Okay, cool. Hi. Who's here? Uh, so this message is from Aziz, but grandma, as always, uh, my grandma is here. She's sitting here. <laughs> she has, yes, yes. She's very comfortable in one of the chairs. So, but this message is, it's a transmission from Aziz. Yes. Okay. All right. What would you like us to talk about? Okay. Perfect. So we want to elaborate on this concept that has been coming to Amber through us uh, repeatedly. And she has seen it. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I understand that. Yep. We want to talk about anchoring in timelines and the looping that happens as a human from your subconscious and keeps you stuck this metaphor specifically 
when we say anchor into old timelines, we mean anchor into old timelines. So as humans, although some of you may not understand this fully yet, you are multidimensional beings who exist on infinite timelines. And when we say infinite, I mean, what they're showing me now is like, I mean, millions of timelines. And so our souls are multidimensional. And as such, we exist in every realm, every possibility, every, every past, present and future that, I mean, yes, I can understand that because he's saying humans can't even, uh, conceptualize the essentially like the how split our soul is in terms of the experiences that we're having. And he said, that's not what this message is about. Okay. Okay. Yes. We'll go forward. So what he wants to imbue to the audience for today is he wants to talk about almost the pain that we can put ourselves through by anchor anchoring in old stories, anchoring in old timelines. So he wants to give an example. So he's saying, okay, for example, you know, the friend that you meet and they've gone through a painful breakup. And every time you see them, they're, and he's saying like, this is with compassion, but that habit that humans have to go back to the past and say, and identify with themselves in an old timeline. He talks about the pain of anchoring into old stories, anchoring into, yeah, yeah, because he's saying, okay, 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 I get that. Because he's saying, you can look at this from from multiple points of view as always, and he's saying infinite points of view, of course, of course. But what he's saying is that when you anchor into old timelines and those feelings of resentment, jealousy, anger, shame, those low vibrational feelings, he's saying what that does is it keeps, it, it actually keeps your your, your soul stuck in terms of being, it's almost like your soul came here. He's showing me like your soul came here to expand. Your soul came here to have new experiences. Your soul came here to move forward. But when you, and he's like, he he goes, your words are so powerful. They carry uh, like incredible frequencies, vibrations. And so we're using this example of seeing a friend and they start talking about their ex-partner and how that quite literally anchors you back or your friend into that old timeline and how it prevents them from moving forward. And he wants to give a practical tip and he talks about, okay, because he's like, this can be true for anything. This can be true about talking about an experience you had with your parents. This can be talking about, you know, an experience with a coworker, even though you're at a new job. And he's like, he's like, when that's an opportunity to focus on the future and all the new possibilities, he's like, he, he finds it like a curious phenomenon that we do as humans. And he's like, part of it um, is because we don't, uh, because so much, uh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, I get that. He's like, so much is not understood yet as a collective about our ability to create our own timelines, create our own reality that we don't actually realize. It's almost, oh, okay, that makes sense. He goes, you've been taught and almost primed as a community to when you bond with one another and conversation to talk about like the past or talk about things that are negative. And he's like, quite literally what that does when you talk about, um, painful experiences or even just like, he's like, he talks about gossip, for example, and how that is one of the lowest, 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 lowest vibrations and frequencies. And he goes, and really what you're doing when you're gossiping about a situation, you're reflecting back on the past, you're 
you're literally putting an anchor into it and going back to that. And he goes, it's like, he goes, it's why you feel so um, poorly after you gossip is because it's, it, it drags you down and your soul's like, Hey man, like we don't want to go back there. We want to move forward. And he, he just talks about, yes, yes, yes. I think he understands. Do you have any questions about this hill? Because essentially what he's saying is just like, it can be so simple and what he like, uh, um, almost an experiment that he would like, because he said the more that humans understand their multidimensional capabilities and their ability to create timelines and, and really how powerful we are. He's like, try this for two days. He goes, and he's two days is in air quotes, but yes, two days as humans perceive them. And he's like, do not talk about the past with anyone. Do not talk about an old story with a family member. Do not talk about an old story with, um, a pre uh, with an ex partner with, you know, a sibling, etc. Focus on the future. He's saying for two days, if you can do, he goes even one, but he's like, he goes, do it two days in a row. And it magnifies the, almost the awareness. And he's like, that consistency builds momentum in itself. But he's like, if, if, if as a human, one of the most powerful, powerful ways to manifest a new reality is to stop anchoring in past timelines. And those are old stories. Those are old like he goes simply those are old stories so if for two days as an exercise he goes try it just like on a <laughs> okay 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 he goes try it on your because I was like when should they do it so I asked him and he said well it doesn't matter try it on a Monday Tuesday like p.s. it doesn't matter but he said um try it for two consecutive days where in that time you your intention is I will not anchor in any old timelines I will not anchor in any old stories about myself Ooh, this is good. And he said, and more importantly, the people in your life, because he's like, you're also holding back, like by labeling people based on old interactions with them, you're also preventing certain relationships to move forward. So he talks about in families and he talks about how holding on to old stories from anyone in your life. But he goes, we'll use the example of family members, for example, like they did that to me when I was a kid. Oh, my mom did this thing to me when I was a kid okay, my sister, you know, stole my shirt from me and like now I can't ever trust her again. Or my, you know, my brother did this to me. He was mean to me and he said something mean to me at my wedding or something like that. And th he, they're, they're like, any of those, when you are judging someone that is all about the past and it's, you're also preventing the evolution. Like it's like you're, you're the, again, they, they keep showing me this metaphor of an anchor like it's like throwing an anchor behind you and then trying to move forward in a boat. It's impossible. And that's the same. The same is true is about not only the stories for yourself, but also the, and he's saying it's almost more important, the stories that you have for other people, because those are also anchors in old timelines, old stories, keeping you small, limiting your potential. But he, he goes for two days. Do like, like become aware, like have the intention of, okay, I, I will not anchor in old timelines, old stories about people. And instead I will focus on the potential of essentially, yeah, yeah, I get that. He's like of the future of what we call the future, even though from his perspective as a ninth dimensional being, everything is happening at the same time. He's like, you must like lift the anchors out of these timelines, these stories about yourself and other people to really have the ability to then move forward. And he goes, and once those anchors are up and you start 
you start the habit of, of, of bringing your anchor up because he goes, it's okay. He, he's, he's like, we have compassion for what it's like to be a human. And this isn't something that you can just turn off overnight, but it's a habit that you can develop. And he's like that, that actual literal, uh, visualization of I choose to bring the anchor out of this old story about this person, about the situation, about the story about myself. He goes, it's like, then it's like, you're, a, you have a speedboat on rocket fuel and it's like, pew, you're moving forward, you're moving forward and you're creating and you're moving quicker into the timelines of your highest potential. So yeah, he goes, I don't think I can explain it any more clearly. So did you have any questions about this? Oh yeah, I do have so many. I have okay. a couple. So, um, first off, Yes. Letting go of old stories with people there are, I I am totally on board with that, but also how do you balance that with, with an individual who has, who is toxic maybe, or like, let's say like the, the gentleman that you met today, Mm -hmm. right? Like, let's say that he was, you met a guy that was a bit of a, he had, he just was extremely negative. And let's say that you had that person in your life and that was like your dad, Okay, so you could say your story about your dad, if, if he was this guy, would be, oh my God, this my dad is so negative every time I'm around him. All he wants to do is talk about the end of the world. He's predicting the end of the world is going to happen at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And all he wants to do is talk about the negative, the negative, the negative. How do you balance releasing that story and that anchor and also understanding that that person is at a different place than you? Do you understand what I mean? Well, I mean, he said the first part of that is that there is no saying like that person is in a different place because he's saying, uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Because, uh, what Aziz is saying is that like, first and foremost, the lens to see this situation is compassion and no separation. Right. But he's saying that in terms of the anchor metaphor, like if we were to utilize the anchor metaphor, right. And let's say that it was someone's dad. What he's saying is that releasing an anchor of a story, like that looping, you can do that and still have an energetic boundary about that person. He's like releasing an anchor doesn't mean you're inviting someone to come into your life or to, to play an active role. It's just releasing the story in a way, releasing that, that old, releasing that perception and just like releasing that energy because he said like, what would be, would have been more productive in that situation? Yes. Yes. yes, I get it from what happened today when we encountered this man who was, um, very much full of fear about the end of the world. And he's like, the anchoring of it, it's like, yes, 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 yes. Because because we're asking about two different things. Yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. Yep. So what he wants to say is that, because what's your exact question? My question is, what if a guy like that, like, yes, it's easy to release old stories and let people show you well, what I got from the initial message was mm-hmm. kind of let people show up as as the version of themselves that they truly are and not an old story of who they are. Right. Well, but, but they're but, all. But, but, okay, but, okay, okay, but, hold on. He's giving me things because okay. what he's saying is that but it, just because you're releasing an old story doesn't mean that you are creating space for them in your life. It's just about setting you free. It has nothing to do with re-identifying because he's like, let's use this example of your dad or, or like, l- let's say someone has a dad and they're anchored in an old story. They're like anchoring in that old story. And especially when it comes with the, because it's all energetic and frequency and looping in that old story of my dad is crazy. My dad is full of fear. I don't like being around him really by releasing the anchor in 
uh, in like in that story about your dad, it's more about changing your energetics than than it is about creating space for them to be a new version of themselves in your reality. But he's saying like, why can't it be both? Like, why can't it be that the anchor gets released and then you hold that possibility? Because he's like, there, there's also some things as like energetic boundaries. And so he's saying like, yeah, I, I think like. Well, no, he's saying both can exist. So yes. they're not mutually exclusive. And, and, and then that's the answer. That's the answer. Okay, cool. Um, what was the other one? Um, oh, you talked about sp- uh, speedboating into, well, rocket fuel and a speedboat into your new like timeline, which mm-hmm. I like loved that visual. I was like, oh my God, I'm here for it. But then what came to my head was, all right, well, if you're speedboating into this new timeline, did you need to set an intention of where you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> and if so, like, is that just like a morning meditation routine or, you know what I mean? So you're letting go of these anchors and now you're like, shit, my boat is is po- pointed to like, I don't know, Jamaica. And I don't want to go to Jamaica. Like, like where, like, how, how do you then set an intention on, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, well, he says that writing things down is incredibly helpful, especially for like us as humans to like to give us essentially the roadmap. It's like he's showing me us in a speedboat and it's like you have a map and you have a big X on the map saying I want to go there. But he's like that deep because he's like there could also because he's showing me two metaphors. He's like in terms of like top tips, if you want that rocket fuel to like blast into your new reality. Yes. Having a an intention is important. And he's like, yet there's also going to be listeners who have a uh, uh, there's also going to be listeners who want to delve more into the playful aspects of it. But it's like, let me just coast my boat and, sun, you know, tan on my sun deck uh, whilst my anchors, you know, get lifted. And so I just want to cruise around and enjoy and luxuriate in the sun and place. But he's like he said for your specific example of rocket fuel um, in the speedboat and the speedboat. Yes. Having an intention is, is incredibly important, incredibly important. And he goes, but he goes, he's like, what you'll find is that as you release these anchors to old stories and like the looping that, um, that happens, right. Uh, you'll like, you'll have so much more bandwidth to be able to understand like what, what you want, where you want to go. And so he's like, Oh, that makes sense because he's like energetically looping on those old stories, especially if they're supercharged with things like resentment and anger and disappointment, et cetera. When they're supercharged with those types of emotions, that is taking up a lot of your bandwidth. And so when you can, um, essentially lifting up the anchor is creating so much more space for new possibilities to come through. But he said, I mean, yes, 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 I get it because he's like the simplest thing anyone can do in terms of writing the story of, of like their intentions. And he's showing me like people writing a book and it's like, this is the story of my life. He's like one of the simplest things. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Cause he goes, you asked for like a top tip. He's like, the first tip is like, know that we're here and ask for help. The second one is write it down, write it down, write it down. But he goes, those are like two, like such simple things that people often dismiss as being like too, it's too easy. Exactly. It's too easy. But he goes, he goes, it is that easy. It is that easy. It is that easy. So this all, this whole analogy, um, Yes, I think they get it. Oh, no, no, we totally get it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when you were talking about being on the boat and luxuriating in the sun, I'm like, uh, I'm like imagining myself 
like that that's like my vibe however it reminded me of when we channeled you channeled Aziz like a couple weeks ago and we were talking about um the chrysalis energy that is on the planet at the moment and how it's about you know like there's all these little, little like basically humanity at the point that we're at right now is that we are all like there's chrysalises all there's billions and we're all these butterflies that are emerging and and I was like well what should we be doing like how should we be creating and and Aziz said through you like well like does the butterfly uh, like have a to-do list the no the butterfly just exists and flutters among its friends and goes and drinks the nectars from the flower Mm -hmm. and like that is enough and I thought that was such a beautiful message because I don't th- oh I don't think that we could re- release that one because the sound didn't work right yes yeah and so now like that and that message is coming here but it speaks to the whole rocket fuel and the and and like setting an intention and but also being on the boat and it's like all right well it is enough just to be and I think what you're saying is once you clear out those old anchors then you have more space to just be and figure out what you want well and what he's saying is that <clears throat> yes because what I've been saying what I've been asking him as you've been speaking hills like you know people might say like well is it enough like okay I'm just gonna r- remove this anchor but what he's talking about is more practical in nature in 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 terms of the words that we say and the stories like he's saying what you say out loud to people what you say out loud to yourself, like the stories and timelines that you reinforce from the past and how much power it has to keep you stuck, essentially. And he goes, it's why it's so painful to like to gossip ultimately when you're done. It's why it's so painful. Like it's it's stuck energy. And so like, again, his uh, top tip recommendation is for two days, do not talk about your past, you know, stories with anyone. And instead, when you're having conversations with people, talk about the future, what you're excited for, what you intend to create this new version of yourself that you are practicing. Cause he goes, that's all it is like, cause he's showing me like a professional NBA player, like as a kid. And when you hear their stories, yes. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. Cause my husband and I watched, uh, the Kobe Bryant story or was it the Kobe Bryant? Anyway, it was it Shaq? The Shaq Maybe. one was so good. Well, his message around that is that like for, yes, there was like so much of it is practice, 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 practice. And like, you don't get to be like the MVP of the league by just like sitting around and being like, Oh, like, you know, there's that, uh, untapped potential that has to be reinforced through discipline, through consistency, through practicing. And so he, he's like, this is just an exercise for you to do around like uh, harnessing the power of our words for the future and the highest potential of what our soul came here to do versus using the power and the energy and the frequency of our words. Because it's almost like he's like, you know, like humans talk about like wasted time. He's like, even though for him and really for like, for him, he's like, time doesn't exist. He's like, but like, it's like, he goes, it's not so much the wasted time. It's the wasted potential of like what you could be in this lifetime. And so instead of like looping on, old versions of yourself and the people that you love create space and speak into existence, the possibility of what you can have in the future. So it's just a little thing that he would, he's like, if you want to try it, he, and he goes, he's like, what humans will, will likely uncover unless you've been aware of this for, um, for a long time and have been practicing is that it's, 
so many uh, of us anchor in these old stories on a daily basis. And he's like, just by having that observance, again, it's like, it's a supercharge. It's a supercharge. So, oh yeah, that, no, I'm already top think, tip. Oh, thanks Aziz. No, I think this is and it's super relevant for what we were talking about the market earlier, mm-hmm. just with when you, and this might be like a good uh, tip for like a listener uh, with, if you've been doing something that's really has been really challenging or hasn't worked out the way that you thought it would and, and almost like justifying the limitation with the old stories of why things haven't worked out the way that you expected, but more so creating space for what could be because every day is a new day. 100%. Thank you for joining me today. My intention is always that you leave feeling inspired in some way in a better mood. You have that bit of courage to to take action on whatever it is that you're wanting to create right now. That idea that's been brewing in the back of your mind for the last six months or six years. It's all about just taking little steps each day. So hopefully this gave you a bit of motivation to do that. If you enjoyed the episode and want to stay up to date with the happenings of the show, please subscribe on Spotify, Apple. We're also on iHeartRadio now. And you can also leave us a review in your app. It's a great way to show your support for the show. And as always, have a beautiful day and until next week.